y'all. This is Jennifer Schatzer, Life Badassery. I am the fastest speaking Southern accented woman that you have ever heard. The faster I talk, the more Southern I sound, the more Southern I sound, the faster I talk. So I just wanted to give you guys a second to come on, listen to my voice, get a little acclimated, and then we're going to let the shit hit the fan. Hey y'all, it's Jennifer Schatzer with Life Badassery. I have brought on Paige today. She is my fellow sojourner. She is the one who loves to travel. She's actually got her own travel thing going on now. Um, Paige, you want to come on and tell us a little bit about you. And then the question always is, how do you know me? Well, I'm Paige and I am from Texas and I have a travel business. And I know you through another direct marketing company that I got involved with uh, whenever I was divorcing a husband. And uh, you were just one of those people that everybody was magnetized towards. And I was too. I don't necessarily know that we were really close then, but we became close later. And you and I have a lot in common and we have a lot of nothing in common. And we're <laughs> great conversation pieces together. So there we go. A lot of nothing in common. We do have all kinds of stuff in common. We do. We have a lot in common and then we have a lot of, nope, never did that. <laughs> well, the one thing that Paige does not get is my white claw obsessions. <laughs> no, no, they're very basic. I tried them. You know, I'll try anything once and that was all I needed. <laughs> so there's some waiting for you here when you when you come over. <laughs> okay, I'm in. Like, I'm coming to hang out with the dogs. Paige has the two most beautiful dogs, and I love to watch her dogs on, on Facebook because they just crack me up. All right, Paige, so let's talk about the restlessness. Let's talk about the wanderer, like that, that innate sense that we both share of, okay, I'm ready. Let's go. Yeah, I you know, I don't really know where that comes from. I think you're just born with it sometimes. Maybe some people acquire it. I don't know. I've always had it. Uh, my grandmother used to tell me all the time that she and I could have been gypsies. And really, I think that's it, like a gypsy heart. I I guess kids now call it FOMO. I mean, I, don't, I didn't want to miss out on anything. I wanted to go. I wanted to do. I wanted to see. And I still do. Um, whenever I'm sitting anywhere for too long, I want to get up and go. I want to go see something, do something, learn the history of it, uh, touch it, smell it, get up close and personal to it. So I think it's just like in your soul, right? I, I think like so. It is. I think so. Because I, what's funny is I also got it from my grandmother, right? And my yeah. grandmother, um, my taste for travel started as a young kid. My grandparents were both six foot tall and taller. My grandmother was. Mm -hmm. She looked just like me, but she had super long legs. Yeah. So I didn't get that. Yeah, part. that's not that's, that's not you. Me. That's not me. Um I'm fun sized. I'm little. So and that's I'm okay right. with that. I'm okay. <laughs> right. um, I wish I was fun sized, but you know there's that. <laughs> they had this Volkswagen rabbit car. And yeah. my grandmother would be like, pack your bags, we're out of here. And we would literally, like, I remember yeah. summers, like, getting in the back seat of the car. And they were so tall that the seats almost came all the way back. So there was no putting my feet on the floorboard. Like, I had to sit <laughs> sideways. Sideways, yeah. <laughs> sideways, right? Feet in the seat. And we would literally, like, one time we were gone, I can't even tell you how long, it seemed like all summer. And we went all the way around the coast of Florida. And we found these little motel places with kitchenettes because my grandmother made the best breakfast and we didn't want to eat anywhere else. And then my grandfather was like this diehard seafood dive restaurant snooper outer. And oh. we oh. ate, that's all we did. Like, we ate breakfast in the morning and then we would go and find seafood like that was the entire purpose of this trip and so I have always lived with a backpack ready to roll like yeah that's, you know it's interesting because again this is one of our we have in common and we have nothing in common because my grandmother um I, she got married to my grandfather when she was 14 he was 17 and he went into the military and so she went green and uh, wide-eyed to La Jolla I was telling somebody this weekend um it was kind of funny 
because she, a friend had just visit, visited La Jolla, California, and uh, my grandmother went out there, and they kept telling her to go to La Jolla, and she finally asked, like, well, how do I get there? Because I keep seeing these buses that come by that say La Jolla, but I haven't seen a La Jolla. <laughs> so uh, she was very naive and very green, but uh, she became, you know, the typical 50s mom, right? And she was a stay-at-home mom and did all that, but she read voraciously, and in her mind, she wanted all of that, and she never really did it. Um, but she had that soul, and she wanted it, and she just never um, pulled the trigger, I guess. And then my grandfather always had, like, speed boats, and he was like a speed freak. He loved to do anything or, you know, adrenaline junk. He loved, you know, fast cars and fast boats and all that kind of stuff. So... You know, maybe there was some of uh, that built into me, and then picking up her torch, you know, kind of helping her fulfill her dreams that she never got to fulfill. And one of the places on my list that I really, really want to go is Turkey, and it's partially because of her. There were a lot of um, things that she would say about Turkey, and she always used to call us whirling dervishes and things like that, and it wasn't until I was an adult that I realized what that was and now, I, you know, like I, it's almost my own little pilgrimage. I want to go and see that kind of to honor her. You know what I mean? No, I do. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So, again, that's, you know, my grandmother didn't, didn't have her bags packed all the time, but she wanted to. I had a, I had a conversation with my dad like two weeks ago and we were sitting on the back porch and my grandparents, I was little, like I was like four or five years mm -hmm. old and my grandparents, this was her second husband. So he was my mm -hmm. dad's stepdad. They got married in 1972. I was born in 1973. So I really was their kid, right? So, right. you know, it was the 70s and um, my parents were super young and it was just, they kind of just assumed I was their kid. And Assume so, responsibility. Yeah. Right, like I was just there. And so I remember my grandparents going to Acapulco, Mexico. Mm -hmm. And I was little itty bitty and I bawled and cried because they took me everywhere. And why didn't I get to go to Mexico? Right. Mm -hmm. And my dad um, is funny because my, my dad and my mom now are avid cruisers. Right. So even right now they're in Belize, <laughs> they're on a cruise and we were sitting at right. the pocket and he goes, I've always wanted to go to Acapulco. And I was like, that's because Nanny and Papa went when I was a kid. And he's like, I know, but I've always wanted to go because <laughs> they went right. Like, I'm like, yes. Dad, you've been to well, Mexico was, 15 times. Like, you just didn't get to go to Acapulco. It's fine. Right. You just didn't get, get to go there. Well, that's funny, too, because, like, my mom um, remarried in 76. So I'm a few years older than you. And uh, when she got remarried, they vacationed. And they were the kind of people being, you know, young in their in the 70s you know they didn't take kids on vacation right. like we sat at home and they went on vacation and it right. always just killed me right because yeah. right. I here I was the wanderer and my mother wasn't so much but she would go on vacation and so I would I would get these stories back and I'm like oh one day it'll be me it'll be me I'll go on vacation <laughs> Well, the tying into what you were talking about your grandmother being a voracious reader like I've been a voracious mm -hmm. reader my whole life Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure that that didn't play into that adventuresome spirit. Right. Oh, like, sure. I'm not afraid. Like the bag's packed. Let's roll. Where are we going? You know? Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I like to read, but I think mine more comes from movies. I love a documentary. I love, and you know, that was odd because I think that as I got older, when I was in school, I had no joy for history. I mean, like, seriously, anybody that knows me, like history was like, oh God, here we go. You know, I hated that class. And we even had great teachers. Everybody loved them. They, you know, they were awesome. But I, it just wasn't my thing. And I guess at 24, 25, a little after that, I took a trip to Europe. And all the documentaries I'd ever seen or anything, and you're standing where a king or a queen was either standing or beheaded or, you know, something historical happened. And you could kind of feel it. It was kind of palpable. And I think for that moment, 
uh, or those moments that I experienced that, that's whenever I changed, right? Like I changed and now I wanted to know more. It made me more interested in history. It made me more interested in other other people's cultures and the way that they lived, even if they were very similar to the way they that we live, they were still different, right? right. Different foods, different right. different uh, rhythm well, of speech. You and know. it's all the the architecture is so much more historical, architecture. right? Yeah, you you kind of feel some energy in that stone in Europe you and and in places like that where things are so old. I mean. We just don't have that kind of history here, our country. So, I mean, you have to get into, like, the Mayan stuff or what have you right. to really start to feel that. And and you do. It's like there, there's ghosts there, and you can kind of feel that. And Well, yeah, I had, I mean, when I went to Peru, I mean, I'm like a cathedral junkie that plays into my mm -hmm. degree in theology. Right. I just love the liturgy and the architecture and all of it. It's just that exciting. There is a romance about it. Too, yeah, absolutely. Sure. There is very romantic. Um, the gold plated and the, you know, the crazy paintings and I, you know, I, I can't paint you absolutely. can, but I, I just have like this, like <laughs> awe effect of people who can paint and sing. Cause I can't do either. Um, <laughs> but standing like Machu Picchu and standing at the sun gate and then doing that hike. I mean, that was like a life defining moment for me. Right. Absolutely. And yeah. So absolutely. I don't know that we have the opportunity to do that in our everyday lives or we don't pay attention to it. Sure. Sure. Because these places that you go, the people who live there, they ignore them. It's just like the historical thing, you know, being from Fort Worth, you know, there's historical things that have happened here that sometimes people that live here don't even know about because it's like what you do every day. Right. It's like, just, it's like if you get it for free, you take it for granted and you well, just don't pay attention to it. Right. I live 15 minutes from St. Augustine, Florida. Okay. St. Augustine mm -hmm. is the oldest city in the United States. It's got the oldest mm -hmm. school house. It's got the la, 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 but I've been visiting right. that place since I was seven years old. Sure. Sure. Now it's just, you know, crazy tourist shops and you know <laughs> they got some good bars down there <laughs> well right yeah exactly because i exactly. live here i live here you know and well and, and my first husband yeah my first husband was from england and you know there were there were things that i could tell him like about saint paul's cathedral about like when the fire and you know when right. it was uh yeah when it caught fire and when they did the the stone facade and he's like no that's not the right year and i'm like yeah, because I wasn't, you know, he wasn't there for that either. But I'm like, you know, I read about it, and now I was kind of hungry to see it. And so it's more impressionable, right, because it, it's, a, it's a once thing. And, you know, I always tell my kids now when they go anywhere, I'm like, you know, when you travel to just go balls to the wall, like you may never get there ever, ever, ever again, because you just don't know. I mean, we're not promised tomorrow. And I'm like, you know, if you're going to get the opportunity to go somewhere unique like that, just live it hard while you're there. Like do everything. I mean, if it means stopping and just taking a breath and soaking it in, or if it means seeing everything, I mean, do what you want to do so that if you don't get back again, you'll feel like that you saw enough of it or you right. had enough of it to right to at least feel it yeah yeah so. absolutely i mean that's those 18 days i spent in peru like aqua calientes like sitting in that little town like just people watching just yeah drink, drinking an adult beverage and people watching and watching <laughs> oh <clears throat> that's my yeah. favorite part like i like to see oh. other people's reactions to stuff as well um you know i know mine but I, it's it's fun to watch other people um Absolutely. I've always even loved the energy of the airport. I traveled for work for a long time, and I know that a lot of people, like, they absolutely loathe the airport. But, you know, that is some amazing people watching. Because you've got everybody coming and why they're going. And, you know, some are going for work and some are going for pleasure. Some are going for, I mean, it's just crazy. And just to be a fly on the wall, just sit back and just observe is very interesting. So yes, definitely when you travel, there's amazing people watching. Well, and I love, I think what I love about the airport is the endless possibilities. Like I'm a, oh, yeah, I'm a mermaid, right? So I love to stand mm -hmm. on the edge of the ocean and just let my mind wander to all the places I could go if I had a boat. <laughs> 
right? <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> I can be to Italy. I, I can it. do this. And I, you know, like we're connected, sure. right? It doesn't feel so far mm -hmm. away. And I think I do the same thing in airports because I was like, huh, look, I could get a flight to Austin or I can fly to Las Vegas or I can, you know what I mean? And so I love, exactly. it's like endless possibilities and adventure and where are you going to go? And I mean, I hate to admit, I've never been in New York City still haven't been oh I love it I know I did like I was gonna go this last year and <laughs> things just got away from me and I ended up in Baltimore instead and you know doing something completely different but, oh wow yeah you Baltimore's, know I mean, Baltimore's far cry yeah you know but I'm like I'm pretty apt to get in my car and go and I'm always looking for a fellow adventure partner right and yeah, so yeah. anybody that comes alongside and says, hey, you want to go? And I'm like, bags pack, let's roll. What do I need? You know, do I need to take Friday off? Do I need to like, what are we doing? Like, where are we going? Where, you know, like, I don't even care. Like, let's just go. Um, yeah. And I've been that way. Yeah. Like, there's just a restlessness. Like, um, yeah, an itch. It's, <sighs> it's, it's just, yeah, you got to take care of it. Well, and you know, um, a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks ago, and you know this, that I was in Las Vegas and I went through this summer and kind of drove through, you know, stopped for, you know, a little while. We were on our way somewhere else. We're on a road trip, my husband and I. Um, and then I was there for, you know, like four or five days uh, just recently. And I will be honest and say I, I don't love it. I don't love Las Vegas. Um, it's just, it's fascinating. It's a fascinating energy. It, um, But to me, it's, it's very, hmm, what am I trying to say? There's a plastic uh, artifice to it. There's an artificialness to it. That mm. is what it is. I mean, it, it is what it is, right? Right. Um, it's just not my scene. But in that conversation with some other friends, um, I was like, you know what? I would never dissuade anyone from coming here, though, because you need to see it for yourself. It's just like when you get a recommendation for a movie and someone says, this is the best movie ever, Jennifer. You need to watch it. And it is going to be your favorite movie ever. And then you watch it and you're like, this movie is shit. What the <laughs> hell? And then, Why the fuck you or, making me watch that? Yeah. <laughs> I know, what was she thinking? Or if I'm like, oh my God, that was the shittiest place ever. And then you go, and you have an absolutely amazing time. It's everything you wished and a ball of chocolate. I mean, you know, so I would never dissuade, um, but I try to tell people the truth. Like, used to Vegas was a place where you could go and get a $5 buffet. You don't do that anymore. Vegas is expensive, and people don't think that. So, like, I will tell people the truth about something, and I'll tell them my experience, but I would never dissuade. I feel that's another thing with traveling is that, you are going to have a gut reaction to something based on who you are, not what everybody else says, you know? And so I feel like that's a very important thing for people as well is that they need to feel it and they need to experience and they need to sense it themselves. And I've been to pretty much every major city and I'm seven states from having been to all the states. And there's just a dynamic every place that's different. You know, Maine and Seattle both have similar climates, but they're totally different lifestyles and totally different styles of people. And, you know, you have to go and see it and experience it for yourself before you can make a decision whether or not it's someplace you love or you hate. The idea and the romance of someplace may, you know, be enticing, and then you go there and it's not what you thought it was. And that's what you need to experience on your own. And I think that's another thing that fuels the wanderlust is the see it for myself. I'm a see it for myself person. I'm a hands-on learner. So I think that that's another reason travel is really important to me. And I think it's really important for young people is because if they have something tangible to attach to the, the verbal concepts, then it makes a big difference. They're like, oh, I've been there. I've seen that. I've done that. And it changes your entire perspective. And it makes you a lot more tolerant, I think. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make you necessarily agree with yeah. another way of life or anything like that. But it definitely makes you understand a little bit more. Well, I think it and gives you bigger you, world perspective. So, like, sure, my absolutely. kids, 
um, maybe eight, 10, 12, maybe. I, I don't remember their exact ages. It would have been 08. So uh, I don't know, whatever age my kids would have been. Um, but I took them to Managua, Nicaragua for 14 days. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, they had a passport and they got on a plane and they did international travel and they did all that stuff. Sure. And I think that that has um, bred that Gobi do in my kids. Because, oh, you know, absolutely. some of them are more adventuresome than others. But I think, you know, like my oldest, Alex, he is like, he's like, he's always out on his motorcycle. He's always riding somewhere. He's always doing something. He's, you know, he's got mm -hmm. all these plethora of interest. And I think that a lot of that is that he's got that adventuresome spirit. But I wanted yeah. to make sure, like, a lot of people take their kids to Disney, right? And I did mm -hmm. it. I mean, we did the whole six days, five nights, blah, 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 Florida Grand, da, 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 the whole thing, right? Loved it. Some of the best memories with my kids, but I also wanted to give them something real. You know, yes. I want to yeah, take absolutely. you somewhere where you don't flush toilet down the toilet paper. You know, you don't flush toilet paper down the toilet. Like you literally wet exactly. and crash it or, you know, yes, they eat rice with every no. meal. You know, like it's, you know, and, and that's a, that's a different thing too. I think that, I think that people have to be very clear in their head of traveling and a vacation because, and, and an amusement, an entertainment. I, I think that's the thing. Like, not that you can't be entertained on when you travel, cause you will be, but Disney, um, you know, Universal, Six Flags, those types of things are entertainment they're not there to necessarily broaden your worldview. They're right. not that kind of travel. They're not what you're talking about, seeing a different side of life. That's just, you know, again, glamorized uh, fun, right? Right. Uh, but to actually experience a different culture, different language, I think it was, you know, it was very interesting whenever I was in, um, in London you know, people would walk up to me on the street, and I'm very good navigationally. I get that acclimation really quickly. And I'd just be walking around with no map, and people would come up to me and be like, hey, can you tell me where to go? And it, it was, you know, a Japanese accent, a German accent, or, you know, as silly as this sounds, um, you know, you just see somebody that's not what you think, you know, what you expect to hear coming out of their mouth, and you have a totally different accent versus what you think an American like that would speak like. Right. And so, you know, it definitely to shake you, and it also is really good for, I think especially for Americans, where we have this a little bit you know, not a little bit. We have a lot of it. <laughs> we yeah. have a lot of, you know, like we, the way we live is the way everyone else should live. Right. And that's not the way it works, right. Right? right? And when you now become the um, the minority mm -hmm. in a situation and nobody gives a shit what you think right? because this is the way we do it. <laughs> you know, right. I don't care what you think. Right. I think it's a humbling and I think you need to see yourself from the outside. It wasn't until I got outside of America and started being with other people who saw us in a different way, and you sit and have a rational, rational, let's say, rational conversation. Okay, everybody talks rationally, but Americans. Let's just be honest. Most most people do. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I've had some amazing conversations yeah. with people, and they'll tell you honestly how the rest of the world sees us. Uh -huh. And when you when you step outside of it and look back in on how we live. Mm -hmm. You understand why everyone in the world thinks that we are the brat teenagers of the world. Absolutely. We have everything. Absolutely. We have everything. And we are not grateful for any of it. So when you step outside of it, you can kind of see their perspective and go, oh, yeah. <laughs> Two things. We got everything have, we want. I have never been to Europe. I have spent an extensive amount of time in Central and South America. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. The one thing I've learned is we call ourselves Americans. And let me tell you, they'll be very quick to tell you we're Americans too. Yeah. We're well, Central we're Americans. Central American. We're South yeah. Americans. We're Americans yep. too. So you guys don't own that title. Okay. Like That's they're, right. quick, they're quick to tell you that. Number two, when mm -hmm. I was in Peru, it was literally 
the week leading up to um, the Clinton Trump election. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. for real. Okay. And yeah. so I flew back into the country like the 2nd of November and election was like two days later, like literally. So yeah, we were the token Americans, like mm -hmm. United States citizens in this Peruvian, you know, all over Peru. Right. And everybody right. was looking at us like, what is up with you guys? Like what, what, what's going on? Do you know what I mean? And they were looking right. at, like us for answers. And I'm like, Oh, like, I don't know. I mean, this is just where we're at. And this is just, you know, craziness to me, but you know, like you said, they look at us sometimes like this bratty teenagers. We're like yep. these snot news kids that have no idea going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys think you have all the answers, but really, I mean, we've been doing this a long time and y'all are just, you know, you're just a new country still. Exactly. Which cracks yeah, we're, we're the babies on the block. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it is yeah. great to get out and see that. But, you know, it's, it's also like one of the things I was born, you know, raised here in Florida. I was born in Maryland, raised here in Florida. I've lived in Georgia, Tennessee, all that stuff. But even in that, so like the sovereignty of Texas, the sovereignty of South Carolina, like those things I find very fascinating, like the grit, like of going out to West Texas and, and mm -hmm. seeing that people like survived getting out that far. Like when you think about your ancestors and, mm -hmm. and the grit that yep. it took, um, you know, Florida, you Absolutely. Know, we're like 10 miles off the coast. My folks didn't, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> my parents, were <laughs> like, far. my ancestors are like, I like the East coast. I like the water. We're, we're mermaids. That's, you know, yeah. going They're inland like, you know is not like, our thing. Nice. I don't think I need yeah. to go anywhere. Yeah. We're good. You know, we're good. We like palm trees and warm waters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> seems, seems to be just fine right here. Right, right. Like, and I you guys have a good time. Right. <laughs> Report back. We'd be right here. Okay. Um, but you think about people who made it like across, you know, Lewis and mm -hmm. Clark and all these people who led these masses of people into Texas and think of all the, the cowboys and all that stuff. And then going all the way to California for the gold rush. Like, these people had some gumption. These people had some kahunas. And that's something to Absolutely. be honored, right? But I yes. don't think we see it that way. Sure. And, you know, growing up in Texas, well, two things about growing up in Texas. First of all, when you get outside of the country, I, uh, I know you have lived here. But being a native Texan, whenever, you know, we, for some reason, do not say I'm American. No, you do not. <laughs> Nope. No, I don't say I'm a Floridian, okay? But y'all damn sure go, I'm from Texas. And I'm everybody's Texas. supposed to know where Texas is. Well, and a lot of people do. So that usually, that's a travel tip for me to you, is if you're in Europe, definitely don't tell them you're American if you are, in fact, Texan. Tell them you're Texan because they're fascinated by Texans. They think Texans are, like, still cowboys. We have no paved roads and that whole hoopla. So I that's a travel tip because I was <laughs> we, get a, we get a lot of play on that. Maybe I was watching The Crown on Netflix, which, you know, because mm -hmm. I'm all about my BBC shows and anything that has to I am that. too. And I was watching The Crown, maybe. And they were yep. talking about, oh, she's traveling LBJ. to Dallas. Right? Yes. Like she's mm -hmm. going to Dallas and they're like, she's like, where's Dallas? And they're like, Texas. Like, dumbass like it was just <laughs> and that's, that's right. I'm like oh yeah all those Texan people are like we are Texas like we don't know where the yeah, hell we are coming Texas. from we are Texas right we don't we have that way here in Florida like <laughs> us locals like we're like hashtag Florida guy you know like Florida man like we're proud of our Florida man because every damn stupid article that ever comes out is Florida man you know, so we own it. We know. <laughs> we know. Like he was That's trying to hysterical. rob the bank and had his flip flops on and tripped and fell. Like, yeah, we know. Like he's he's <laughs> he's whatever. Like a, well, yeah. you have your claim to fame. We right? our claim to fame well, fame is Florida man. That's what we got. The other thing the other thing funny about like growing up in Texas is that until people come to Texas, I don't think people realize how large Texas is. Like I can leave my house and drive to California in 24 hours, but half that trip 
is getting us to freak out of Texas, right? <laughs> so um, we've got the deserts, we've got mountains, we've got ocean, we've got we've got it all. Right. And it's a pitfall for people a lot of times because some people don't even travel within our own state, much less getting out of another state. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I get it. Like Americans, Americans are bad about even traveling domestically, right? Yes. There's a lot of them that are like, you know, here in Texas, um, you know, you were talking about Acapulco earlier. Like, it is just almost, I, I hate to say this, being a travel agent, but it's almost cliche. I'm going to go to Cancun. And I'm like, yeah, there's, you know, there's other places on the planet besides Cancun, right? <laughs> it's like, but it's close. It's, it's inexpensive. And so that's the quickest way. And, you know, but you're like, you could go to Cabo and see something totally different. You could go to Aruba. You could go right. to Bermuda. I mean, if you're looking for a beach, there's all sorts of things. You could even go to Florida. You could go to California. Right. There's all sorts of things to do. But it's shocking to me sometimes how many people have grown up in Texas or grown up in Florida or grown up in Kansas and have never left right. the border, right. like ever. Right. And I'm like, right. Well, that's here. There was, there was never anything in you that said, hey, let's see what's over there. No. They like, were not those gritty people that crossed. No, no, because, <laughs> you know, I mean. They were the, I'm good right here, people. I lived out of Florida forever. Right. So I've lived mm -hmm. a little all over the Southeast. Now I've been limited to the Southeast, but I like, I like all places. Like I loved Vegas and I love Texas and I love, there's parts of Tennessee I love, like, but it's all still kind of South. Right. Um, right. And not that I'm opposed to North. Like I said, I went to Baltimore. It's still South of Mason Dixon line. I know I'm well aware. I know my geography, but <laughs> it's, it's different there than it is here. Okay. Let me just say, right. So, you know, I came back here to Florida and everybody's like, like I've lived other places. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I come back in with everybody I went to school with and they're like, well, you know, we went down to Daytona. Okay. <laughs> That's an hour down the Alrighty. road. Fist bump. You made it an hour. Right. And they may have gone, <laughs> like they may have gone on a cruise out of Cape Canaveral. Okay. You drove three hours South on I-95. I'm so proud of you. Fist bump. Let's go. Right. Like, <laughs> right. You know? Well, you know, that also, you know, you and I've had this discussion before too. And, you know, I know it ties to your life and with your kids, you know, being a military wife, you know, you and you innately because of the lifestyle, you know, you move around with kids. And if, if you think back to all your friends who were, you know, they would always, you know, lovingly call themselves air force brats, army brats, yeah. whatever. You know, those kids were always different, you know, when you were in school because yeah. they they had a bigger world experience already. And right. so it was hard to relate whenever they'd lived in Germany for a year and a half or two years or what have you. And, right. and they come back to a place where nobody leaves the border, right? And um, it was interesting because um just went to a convention, travel convention, and one of our guest speakers was uh, Josh Garcia from The Voyager. And I swear, I might have told you this, can't remember, but uh, he started talking. He was our keynote and just laid that guy, awesome guy. And I had previously had this same discussion with my husband. But I said, you know, the more and more I travel, the conversation I had with my husband was the more and more I travel, the more and more I feel like for those people who refuse to leave the state, I distance myself. Like every time I go somewhere, I come back, I have less in common with them mm -hmm. because it's hard to have that a conversation whenever their view is more narrow and you've broadened your view, right? right. So like it's right. like talking into a funnel in a way. Right. I mean, it's like the only way I could kind of think of, of that. So I'm sitting there listening to this keynote speech, and I was exhausted and not feeling very well. So I, I, can, I will admit and own to being emotionally raw already. <laughs> so, so go with that. We'll go with that. But he starts talking about the fact that when he very first uh, got this show, he had never had money to travel as a kid, always wanted to. He had that same thing you and I talked about. You know, he wanted to see it. He wanted to do it. He wanted to touch it. He wanted all that. So here he is on his own show, and he said, you know, after like a month, the very first time I was gone after a month of being on the show, 
uh, and being out of the country, he goes, I was so afraid that I, like my life was passing me by at home. And he said, but I came home and everybody was doing the same yep, thing exactly. that they were doing when I left. Yep. They had the same routine. It was yep. the same people on Friday night drinking the same drinks, hanging yep. out with the same people in the yep. same place. And he's like, no, my life expanded and theirs was routine. Theirs was the same cycle over and over again. Absolutely. So I think it's I think that's another thing with the wanderlust is that maybe it's a little bit of ADD, maybe it's a little bit of that as well. I, own my I, I don't ADHD. enjoy that cycle. <laughs> I, I own it too. And maybe it's it's the need to break that repetitive cycle. I can't live. I like a routine, like in the morning to get dressed or what have you. But but as my life goes, I, no, I don't love that. And, you know, I have a son with autism, and we have been having a lot of conversations because he's about to be out of school. And and uh, I told him one day, I said, listen, your life at the end of your life is a string of the stories that you have to tell. And that's really all we are in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. How will other people see you? What did you do? You know, what did where did you go? What were the interesting things you did and had stories to tell? And I said, you know, are you the kind of person that is okay to at the end of your life say, you know, I sat in my room and played video games and that's really the end of my story. Right. Or were you the were you the guy who got up and, you know, you went here and you went there and you did this and you met these people and you you know, even if you don't change the world, you saw the world and you had an impact on it by being there. You know, right. you left a fingerprint whether you wanted to or not, you know. The conversations that you have with people who think differently than you 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 may open their mind as much as they may open yours. So, you know, those are things that I think um, that string through together. But I will openly admit that whenever Josh Garcia said all that, I started crying. And I was like, you're my people. Right. You're my people. You get it. You know, yes, your everyday routine will always be here. But if you do not get up and walk away from it, you're going to get stuck there. Be stuck there. And well, I just I think that's yeah. why I got that wild hair last year, and I was like, I'm going to go tour the world. I'm out of here, <laughs> right? Right? Like I and I was all behind you. I knew I, the I, teen was like it was. I was binding. Like I was like, oh, like oh my god, it I'm can become mind numbing. Well, yeah. and you feel like you're being strangled like oh and you know Mm -hmm. that was really tough for me and so I decided to go on this crazy world tour well you know life doesn't always work out that way so I'm not saying I'm not going around the world I'm just saying I'm not going on the tour that I originally scheduled Um, well right yeah change of plans but still well recalculating 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 like it doesn't mean it's the end of the world I still have a desire to go and I have probably mourned that more than I have let on um, oh, let, probably letting that go, you know, but I agree at the same time, you know, life changes and you got to be a big girl and make big girl decisions. Well, and you know, that may also play into that wanderlust spirit that we have is that, um, I would definitely define you as not having a fear of change. Yeah. I don't think I have a fear of change. And I think that's another thing that immobilizes a lot of people is they're afraid of, you know, I don't speak the language. I don't this. That's outside of my comfort zone. You and I don't, I don't know that sometimes we even have a comfort zone. <laughs> I don't know um, how to be comfortable know. anywhere, so I might as well go be somewhere yeah. new, right? Might as well. <laughs> I don't fit in here well either, so else. let's go figure out where the hell maybe I can go somewhere and they'll be like, hey, you are my people. Because I, I, my know. grandmother. My grandmother used to tell me, she's like, you're not going to marry an American. You're going to marry a foreigner because you just don't think like American people. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Cool. <laughs> but, I like it. Let's go. Yeah. Let's, let's cool. do it. Let's you know? figure that out. Yeah, yeah because. <laughs> and I, I did. I, I married did. an Englishman and then I married somebody who had seen the world. So, yeah, I, I was not destined to hang out with the the guy that had never been out of you know, their hometown. I, that wasn't going to probably work for me. As much as I enjoy Florida man, he, mm-hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, and this is, this is horrible. And I love all my friends that have campers and RVs and all that stuff. Like I do, I love them. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if I wanted a single wide trailer, 
I would buy one and I wouldn't need to hook it on the back of my car and take all of the luxuries and I'm using finger quotes that you can't see all the finger, all the luxuries <laughs> of home with me and have my dish network set up at my camper in the woods. Like I, I, I don't get it. And I think it comes from living in, you know, Smoky Mountains and being up there for so long. And I really think it was a traffic issue for me because living in Knoxville, living in Asheville, like I got it from both sides. And yeah. I, I, I like it's my let's be clear though that's not traveling that's mobile living that's i don't i it's it's there's something else it's kind of like again when we were saying you know taking your kids to disney is one thing and if you actually are going uh, and taking your entire home and every time you home with you and not breaking out of you know your shell that's that's something that's defined differently. I, when I traveled for work, um, you know, I, again, having a conversation with a fellow traveler this weekend, and we were talking about solo traveling. Mm. And I said, you know, there is, bar none, it's kind of like whenever your parents tell you, you need to live by, your, live by yourself at least once. You know, who are you by yourself? Can you keep your house clean? Can you Can you function alone without the support of somebody else or the company of somebody else. Right. And um, traveling, I feel like, is the same way, is you don't, you don't realize how much you're going to learn about yourself until you solo travel. When you're in a completely different place, outside of your comfort zone, outside of anyone you know, you have no safety net. Your only safety net is your credit card that you have access to your own money. And, you know, you have to go cook for yourself and or go to a restaurant by yourself. I mean, I know people in town that, again, the people that have never left the city that are mortified to go sit in a restaurant by themselves or go sit at a, a restaurant bar and have their dinner at the bar and just talk to the other people that are there by themselves, you know. And there's a lot to learn about yourself whenever you travel alone. And, you know, are you afraid? Are you comfortable what are you are you willing to go see something by yourself or do you need somebody to hold your hand what person are you at the end of the day and when you kind of get boiled down to your to your own essence um you know and you're not deluded anymore you're just kind of there in in kind of your your pure form who are you and right. what are you willing to do to you know, talk to people for a week or to eat or to whatever you're going to do. Will you go see something? Will you go to the ocean by yourself on an evening after work and just see the wonder? Um, you know, it's that kind of thing. And, and, and I think you learn a lot about uh, just a whole lot about yourself and who you are independently of other people. And that's another thing I feel like that scares the shit out of people is that if we're not pair bonded in some way, <sighs> then then we we lose our sense of value like somebody else isn't putting that value into us but really you have so much value on your own just do your thing you know right. and if somebody wants to come along for your ride then that's amazing too and you're along for their ride but you know if you can if you can do it all alone damn those are the people i want to know because they're they've got their own stories to tell they're not reliant upon me for their stories they have their own stories right and, and that's like that's like me this weekend like i had two days i had minimal impact on other people like mm -hmm. i literally you know i have paradise in my own backyard and i'm guilty of hoarding that like time by myself like i yeah. i love sure. the company of myself right? Like I don't have to be entertained. Yeah. Like I can just be, right? Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things I love. Like I go to the beach by myself all the time. Like it's my, it's me. Like leave me alone. This yeah. is my space, you know? Absolutely. Not that I don't love other people, but you know what I mean? Like I covet almost that alone, yes. like let me have a complete thought. Like when I was a mama and a wife, I never had a complete thought. Like it was like you'd get halfway mm -hmm. into it and then somebody would interrupt you. And so at right. this point in my life, I'm like, I just had like four hours of complete cognitive thinking. Like, this is all new. Like, this is so cool. <laughs> like, like, oh my gosh. Like, there oh is no God. one speaking to me. No, this is amazing. I, I agree with you. 
Yeah. I, I'm the same way. I, you know, and I used to always think of myself as an extrovert, but I think that the older I'm getting, I am classic extroverted introvert because I love the energy of other people. I enjoy that. I love being out with other people. But at a moment, it it I just I need that. I need mm-hmm. to just come back mm-hmm. and and think about it and you know process my own thoughts and. You know, so I think that I've become the classic extroverted introvert. Well, they call I, it I an ambivert. Enjoy. It's the word. A what? Ambivert. A-M-B-I. Ambivert. ambivert. So, like, you can just flip, flop back and forth, like well, ambidextrous. What right? it is is that you love the energy of people, um, mm-hmm. but you also love the, solid, the solidarity of yourself, right? So, yeah, like, I can go out and love people, love people, love people, love to be in the center of the world. Like, I'm... A buddy of mine created a whole new social club today, right? I love to go out. I love to be social. But I also love and covet those hours of just me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? All right. Quick. We're getting, we're running out of time. All right. I'm that. I want to know. I've been labeled. I want to know money, no object. You could leave in the next two weeks. Where would you go? Money, no object. Where would I go? I would, I would, I would. Do the pilgrimage to Turkey. Absolutely. I would go to Turkey and then Greece. That's where I'd go yeah. immediately. I'll meet There's places Greece. I want to go again, but that's it. Yeah, mine is um, mine's definitely Italy and Greece. Like those are my, yeah. those, the, absolutely. Like somebody said, here's a million dollars where you go. And I'd be like, I'm going to Italy and Greece. I'll be back, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> and here's the funny part. I I know you asked this on your group, like the difference, like, would you prefer international or domestic? And, and America's cool. Like United States of America, I love you guys. Mm-hmm. But if I had the choice to go f- to Rome, Italy or New York City, I'm going to Rome, Italy. Yeah. A lot like, of people are afraid to leave the country. Like, get out of my way. I still think my daughter and I need to do Amazing Race. Maybe you and I need to do Amazing Race. Oh, shit. Well, you know me. I don't run anywhere. If I'm running, there is bodily mortal danger coming. I'll run. You just keep I'm an eye on the map. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair I enough. I'll do all the running. You just keep us on the straight and narrow on the navigator. <laughs> that, that I can do. I'm down. I can navigate for sure. All right. So tell everybody where to find you um, and what your kind of specialty is in this travel agency. But definitely tell them where to find you because that's important. Okay, so where to find me is on Facebook primarily. Facebook, I'm, all, I'm on Facebook, TikTok, and uh, Instagram. And I'm Wheelhouse Adventures Travel. And I would love to see you there. And I do a drawing for a three-day, two-night getaway every month. So if you get on my mailing list and you know, speak to me and talk to me on my page, then yay. Um, and specialized really, you know, in Texas, Cruises are huge, so I'm certified cruise counselor, do all that kind of thing. Um, but I can book anything. I can book anything for you. Yeah. And if you're going to travel, call somebody who loves to travel. Why would you not? Absolutely. Why would you I, not? Absolutely. Why would you not? Yeah. <laughs> hey, and you know, funnily enough, the cruise thing is new to me. So uh, I've been going on cruises to learn it all. And, and you know, I admit that it's kind of fun i hate to say it but well all of that to say, we were going to talk about this coronavirus scare this covid19 whatever oh yeah um like i said my parents are at on a cruise royal caribbean right now mm-hmm. in belize south carolina you know belize south america um I'm still traveling. I'm still watching people booking. Everyone's still traveling. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. spring break. Like, keep going, okay? Keep here's, going. Here's my, here's my thing. If you weren't afraid to travel because it's flu season, then why are you afraid to travel because it's COVID, you know, now? Yeah. Just wash your hands. Do what they say. If you are a person who is uh, – elderly compromised immune compromised you if you are in the risk group that would be for the flu as well then take the necessary precautions maybe you shouldn't be traveling right now until the season changes but other than that if you're healthy if you contract it you've got like every chance that you should survive that like you would the flu it's going to be inconvenient but there it is um so 
Well, know, I mean, you can get all kinds of stuff. Like you can go travel and end up with malaria and all kinds of stupid stuff anyway. For real. Yes, absolutely. Don't so, let that keep you. know, just, just do, you know, if you are in a risk group, you know the, you know the risk. And, you know, then for everybody else, quit putting your fingers in your eyes and wash your hands. <laughs> and quit hoarding all the damn toilet paper. And quit. What is it with the toilet paper? Oh, no. God, but, <laughs> I don't know. I'm a European, okay? And that means that I'm always peeing. I have the bladder. Like everybody knows, Jennifer can only go an hour. Like I'm the worst road tripper because it's like 55 minutes in and I get this like side eye, like, you got to go? Of course I do. Why are you even asking me? You know, I do. I'm holding on for an <laughs> hour so that I'm not a pain in the ass. You know, I need to go. And so, yeah, like I'm, I am a little worried about this whole toilet paper scare because. Well, and I'm worried that where were these people before that were not washing their hands? Right. They should have been washing their hands all along. I didn't know that and, I was trendy. Well, obviously we are trendy. I didn't know I was trendy by being a hand washer. You are. You are. You are. You are a trend setter. Yeah, because I wash my hands. And I yeah, know. I, I never knew. I never knew. Well, here, let's really push the envelope. Not only do I wash my hands, I wash my pits and my ass, too. So, oh, my God, I might recommend Oh, wow. I wash that too. Right? Like, <laughs> Not every time I wash my hands, though. No, 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 no. But it, you know, okay. once or twice a day, let's just make sure we're, you know, knocking, you know, cleaning up the, the stinky bits. Clean it up, people. Clean it up. Ain't Close nobody it gonna off. smell that. Yeah. Nobody. 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 You crack me up. I love you so much. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Hey, you know, you were one of the original request here and time just got away from me so thank yeah you. it does life happens <laughs> hey you know that's what life badassery is all about is recovering and pulling it back together yeah. in the moments you don't know what you're gonna do so we got we got a lot of things going on to be badass about we so. do we do we do and i'm thankful that you're a part of my tribe so thank you guys for tuning in Aww. today this is jennifer and until we see you next time this has become my new little catchphrase do everything with your whole heart and your whole ass because nobody wants to do anything half-assed. Come on, that's good. You know that's good. <laughs> that's excellent. That's excellent. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Until we talk again. And Lord knows I got ass to spare, so oh, Jesus. you do it. <laughs> All that ass. You have the whole ass. I'll have to tell the people the story, but that's become my saying is do it with your whole ass. All right, do guys. <laughs> Until we talk again, this is Jennifer. See you guys soon.